friends, welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Victoria Chan. She's the community director for Inner Sloth, which publishes Among Us, and she's co-organizer for Game and Color, an effort to support and amplify game developers of color. She also won the GamesIndustry.biz Community Manager of the Year Award, which is super awesome. Hey, Victoria! Hello, thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. As I mentioned before we started recording, I'm always happy to speak to another Victoria. <laughs> yes, and we were talking about uh, creating a Victoria Con um, to discuss whether or not Vicky with an I or a Y is the proper spelling. <laughs> yes, yes. And I would have strong opinions, but <laughs> we'll get into that. But much like Sailor Moon fans, I don't think I've ever met a Victoria I did not like. So I'm very happy to be here today. <laughs> Same. I'm so excited to talk Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Sailor Moon, first question I ask everyone is, what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? Uh, I remember um, re- going to, it wasn't a blockbuster. Was it a blockbuster? I don't actually know how we obtained <laughs> the show, <laughs> uh, but I do remember um watching the show with my brother as a kid and we were just like watch it like you know whenever we had free time and it was kind of like we watched Power Rangers together and we watched Sailor Moon together um and we enjoyed both immensely um and I I feel like I just kind of like merged them together somehow so some in my like childhood memory I weirdly have like mixed memories of like Sailor Moon and Power Rangers which I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just honestly just watching it as a kid on a sofa, like eating cereal, like that sort of thing. That's super cool for so many reasons. Because Sailor Moon is like loosely based off of like the Japanese version of Power Rangers, I think. Um, and I just like feel like that mashup would just be really cool. Like I want to see a Power Rangers and Sailor Moon like collab now, like a comic book. that'd be so cool (laughs) yeah for a while they were doing like a whole bunch of random like mashups of the power rangers and i feel like this should be the next one oh yes agreed agreed free free ideas for them yes just just take it just just make me a happy (laughs) fan give me more sailor moon content (laughs) that is so cool though because i I love that lineup too because i used to also watch power rangers but i think i came on on like saturdays and i watched sailor moon during the week and i don't know if like these top these like times when I was watching both intersected but I was definitely a fan of both at some point in time Mm -hmm. yeah that is super cool um how did you feel what were you thinking like as you're watching this with your like cereal like how how I felt watching Sailor Moon yeah yeah like take me back like what were you feeling oh yeah so I guess and like I, I mean, I feel like this is, like, not, you know, the most original thought, <laughs> but it, it was just really cool to see, like, a group of girls just, like, kick ass, and it was the best thing in the world, and they did it in, like, the most aesthetically, like, beautiful way, um, and as a kid, I think it was just, it was really nice to see, like, a show that, you know, embrace, like, you know, being very feminine or, you know, whatever we consider quotation mark traditionally feminine um, in that sense and, like, you know, aesthetically pleasing, but also uh, pretty much, you know, defeating, like, evil monsters, which, by the way, now that I, like, look back on it, the monster, like, 
characters. So strange. <laughs> like, just, like, <laughs> monsters made out of tires or something. And I was like, oh, this is... I didn't question this before. Um, but, you know, like, that whole... Just that whole thing about... Um, strength with each other and also Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus like being together and I was like oh my god I love this so much it was it was everything it really is yeah and I mean that that answer comes up a few times but I feel like even though like it was it's so rare even to this day that it's just so it's it's worth bringing up so many times because you don't see it often like a group of women and girls just like being badass and like being looking good and just existing in that (laughs) so yeah yeah. right and they all just had like their distinctive things and it but it never Mm -hmm. to me anyway like it's been quite a while since I've watched it admittedly but like to me it never felt like I I was like I was sold to like a trope like as in like I couldn't um relate to some of them like you know I could relate to so many different parts of like each of the uh Sailor Scouts that it was just I never felt like I was you know married to one and I could only you know love one I could like love so many of them yeah that's the same with me like yeah there's some you can like borrow a little bit from each and like you said the <laughs> monsters too were <laughs> really outrageous <It's laughs> also something I didn't realize until like um, my most recent rewatched I think last year where I was just like huh these these designs I didn't realize it was following like a <laughs> I'm after a, ch- a tire, and I'm after, like, this other thing, and... Yeah! It, it's all very interesting <laughs> how they did that. Oh, um, did you have a favorite Sailor Scout? I did. I really loved Sailor Neptune the most as I was growing up, but, like, as I got older, like, somehow, I think because, like, I got into, like, my dark phase of my life, and I was like, Sailor Saturn! <laughs> it's, like, all about Sailor Saturn. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, no, I think the Outer Senshi Warriors were definitely some of my favorites. Um, but I think Sailor Neptune has a special place in my heart. Yeah, I love Sailor Neptune. She's also one of my favorites. Um, she's just so cool, I think. It is! Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was what it was. I was just like, gosh, she's just so cool and calm and ugh. And then, like, the, I remember, like... There was like a swimming, like a she did. Didn't she have like a race against Sailor mm-hmm. Mercury and like a, yeah. like a swimming? And I was like, oh, this is the best. <laughs> it's like yes, the two like water ones just working together. I it was great. <laughs> that was really great. Yeah, that was that was a really good moment. Um, yeah, and then Sailor Saturn, uh, just just I feel like she's like everyone's secret fave somehow uh-huh. like you know like she's she's like the people's favorite no no maybe sailor jupiter but i feel like a lot of like i don't know sailor Ju- saturn's just like really cool and just like badass like the epitome of badassery <laughs> yeah there's just something about sailor saturn maybe it's like the sort of like inherent darkness to her that just makes her feel super interesting and oh i don't know mm-hmm. also her weapon's really cool <laughs> that is true yeah like a glaive like oh my god mm-hmm. I, I want one like I, I always want one like it just feels like power <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah totally get that yeah oh man well these are amazing faves I always approve everyone so <laughs> <laughs> even though I have no no power at all um but that is cool um I want to talk a little bit about you um how did you get to become a community director 
Yeah, so like in a sort of nutshell, um, I studied, so I never, I grew up not thinking I would ever get into games or um, honestly anything in entertainment, like, or the gaming industry at all, uh, because I grew up like just like with a very traditional, I guess, like Asian upbringing where it's like, you're going to grow up, you're going to get into healthcare or something similar to that. So that was kind of the trajectory I was going into. I was in university to do um, healthcare PR. So I have a degree in sociology and a double minor in communications and the social studies of medicine. Um, and then after I graduated, I had like that post graduation, like angst slash breakdown, <laughs> um, where I was like, I don't want to do this. I genuinely don't. I hate this, <laughs> um, which was terrible, but also great because at that point I was like, I'm at rock bottom. What is there to lose? So what I ended up doing was just like Googling, literally just Googling like, cool jobs or like like jobs in like tech or like just like looking up literally anything that I was vaguely interested in and I love games so I like I started looking into that and I was like oh yeah there's so many like marketing jobs in games so I started applying for them like just applying for a ton I got rejected by like most of them except for one um and I ended up working there for a bit and it was a games outsourcing company. So I worked for a very large mobile game doing like their community management, a little bit of content creation, a little bit of customer service. It wasn't great, but it was kind of my foot in the door. Uh, and then from then on, uh, on Twitter, there was this indie studio called Kit Fox Games that was hiring a community manager and I applied. I got the job and I worked there for four years working on games like um, Boyfriend Dungeon, uh, Moon Hunters, uh, paparazzi, Dwarf Fortress, until finally, uh, last year, uh, the Inner Sloth people approached me and were like, hey, we need a community director for Among Us. Would you be interested? I was like, hello? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's my little story. That is super cool. What was that? Was it Boyfriend Dungeon? I don't know what it's yes. about, but I want to play it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let me pitch that to you because it is a dating simulator dungeon crawler mashup comes out this year. Um, yes, yes. So your weapons turn to beautiful people that you can take out on dates and that's how you like make them grow stronger instead of like there's a traditional fighting monster to level them up, but you also take them on dates. It's I'm I'm very excited for it. <laughs> that is genius. I already have the Steam page up. Like I'm about to like save this for yes. later. Yes, yeah, totally I was I was the this. communications director there and I was going to it's that was like four years of my life and I loved it so much. Oh my god. Well I mean with games like that I could I could see. Now <laughs> you're on Among Us, which is another huge game. Um super cool. Um so had you been playing Among Us before you started or how did that go about? Oh my god. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so when uh, Inner Sloth was talking to me about hiring me for Among Us, I literally like straight up told them like, I have to be honest with you, your game stresses me out. I am so <laughs> bad at Among Us. It makes it's me hilarious. anxious. If I'm the imposter, I'm like, God, no, I don't want this. Oh my god. And it's become this like, running joke in the team that I'm like a terrible imposter as in like when we've played games together before like for events or something um the way that they know I'm the imposter is that no one's dying because <laughs> I, get, I get 
too nervous to kill anyone. They're like, well, it's been like a few rounds. Only one person has died. It's probably Victoria. And they're usually right. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, I did. I did play the game and I think it's a lot of fun, but only when I'm crewmate. When I'm imposter, I like break down. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, I can see how that game could be stressful. Um, I actually still haven't played it, and I, I've been meaning to. I really just need to do it. And I finally, like, before I didn't have a phone that like I could use it with, and I tried to like play it somewhere else on my theater, and like wasn't working. But I'm gonna play it. I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> I will do it. Um, but I thought it was really cool too that you see that you got AOC to play. How did that oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things where people are like, oh my God, like, how did you do it? And honest to God, it like, it, it wasn't us. <laughs> it was literally like a <laughs> AOC tweeting like, Among Us looks fun. Should I play it? And then us looking at Twitter going like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, you mean our, you, is there another Among Us? <laughs> um. So yeah, so it was legitimately just a, I think, you know, one of those things where I think so much of life, obviously, like, is based on luck and there's, like, a lot of privilege involved in it. And the fact that I think that we have just blown up at the right time and um, a lot of people were playing the game and a lot of people were talking about it. And it is a game, like, obviously, that you can bring a lot of people together and talk and have fun discussions. Um, I think it just kind of led to that, which was really cool. And I got to play a game, a few games with AOC uh, on the second time she streamed Among Us and... That was really fun. Yeah, I saw I saw a bit of the video and I thought it was pretty cool. And I was like, oh yeah, this was a thing that happened in the past year. Right? Oh yeah, that was just last year. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> but super cool. Um, I actually have a secret theory that she's a Sailor Moon fan. I guess it's not a secret anymore. I have a theory that she's a Sailor Moon fan. <laughs> I haven't been able to confirm it, but like, I feel like she is. Who Who would be her favorite? Sailor Scout, then. That's a good question. I would say Sailor Mars, probably. Ooh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she wears a lot of red lipstick, too. I feel like you're so right. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think think that's it. Or Sailor Jupiter. I could see her liking a Sailor Jupiter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah. But uh, yeah, I I just have a feeling, you know, I just, I'm like, she's in the right age group, you know. She's all about, like, women empowerment. I'm like, I feel like there's a Sailor Moon fan in there. All right, next guest, AOC. (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying, we'll see. (laughs) So, yeah, if if she comes on the podcast, you guys heard it here first. I am trying. (laughs) um, Other cool thing you do is you are a co-organizer for Game in Color. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so that's an organization, um, and it's, like, very grassroots. It's, like, nothing super official yet, um, but it's an organization I started with three others um, in the game development space in Montreal, uh, and we basically created it because, like, there's a lot of great organizations in uh, the U.S. that, you know, support game developers of color, um, and we wanted one in Canada. So this one is a little bit more focused on the Canadian side, uh, but obviously all around the world. That's also very great. Um, and the tech space and more specifically for us, the games industry space is, you know, very much dominated by 
um, white people. Uh, and we mm-hmm. found that like at events and sometimes like, you know, when we had frustrations or like even the representation in the games that we played or um, management and things like that uh, and hiring practices that we didn't have a space where we could discuss this and feel, you know, understood and safe and like able to figure everything out so having game and color uh be created to just be like a place where we could gather and talk and show each other like our prototype games and um discuss frustrations was something that we very much needed and that's why we created game and color and it's been lovely so far yeah i mean it's sad that it's needed like pretty much everywhere but (laughs) so happy that you guys are doing that because it's important Mm -hmm, for sure yeah I love too on your website it had like you practice like you want practical, sustainable, and kinder online communities. And then there was like you want kindness and technology to smooch. And I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> I literally I was like, how do I describe this? And I'm like, yeah. I just want them to make out. <laughs> like I just need like kindness and tech to just smack. Um yeah. And yeah, I think I think it's like one of those things where like, you know, tech was very new and we have very smart people like working their hardest to make sure that you stay on Twitter for as long as possible or you stay on Facebook for as long as possible. And it's all optimized, you know, to play to do all of that. Um, And it's one of those things where I think where like my kind of sociology degree comes in, where it's like you you need to pump in some sort of like humanity into the tech or like see um the ways in which tech can be used for more than just you know getting you to log on to twitter several times a day um but like how can you actually help um people how can you actually you know because there's a lot of bias like encoded in tech right we saw that when um twitter had like was it when you put like a picture of like a white person and a black person the twitter crop would automatically just focus on the white person like there's a lot of inherent biases in technology uh and when we don't have uh people who are ethically minded or people whose job is to remember these things then you know we get the kind of technology that doesn't help us and that kind of makes society worse and that's one of the things that i like to focus on i totally sweat on around there (laughs) no that was great yeah i completely agree like it would be nice to have a social media app that didn't like thrive on me spending all my time on it which i guess makes sense in a way for them but it's also Mm -hmm. like what about my mental health yeah right like i feel like just as a society we've like progressed (laughs) um without just needing to always be hooked on to like you like you know just having something engineered to just have us be on it and like why can we not have kind of two like you know the best of both worlds of like you know really great technology and intuitive user experience but also um one that kind of keeps our human side in mind and you know wants the best for us and that sort of thing yeah i'm actually i don't know if you've heard of it but there's a black woman coming out with a social media app called somewhere good and i don't know what it's gonna be i've signed up for all their emails because i'm like i don't know what this is but it looks cool and (laughs) which i do a lot and uh, i feel like it's gonna be something like that which i'm really excited about Yes, that sounds amazing. Sorry, what is it called again? It's called Somewhere Good. Somewhere Good. Yeah. Somewhere Good. Yeah. I'll send cool. it to you too, and I'll link it below for anyone listening. Oh, forgot, I forget. There, there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. Also, all tangents are welcome here. (laughs) (laughs) Good. And, and, you know, I guess, uh, yeah, everything's welcome. But, yeah, I completely agree. As Sarah McGann, kinder online communities is always welcome. Yes. Um, Yeah. So, I did promise. I do want to talk about either your favorite bubble tea flavor or the best bubble tea flavor. And I don't know, that might be the same for you, too. Um, Ooh. Okay, I'll go with my favorite. Because the the best is subjective and I won't... Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Okay, Okay, so my favorite is, if they have it, um, is this brown sugar Thai milk tea. Um, that is my favorite. It's like, it's, I usually get it from this place called Jenjudan, which is amazing. But if I do, if they do not have, like, if I go to a random bubble tea place and they don't have it, then my usual order is like a roasted milk tea, um, with pudding, if they have pudding. Because I actually weirdly don't drink pearls that much. I like, like, different toppings that aren't the tapioca pearls, so that's mine. (laughs) I didn't even know there was pudding as an option. That sounds yeah. Lovely. Sometimes some places have pudding, um, and I I love the pudding. What's your usual or favorite bubble tea flavor? Mine is usually the mango tea, and I like to get the uh, either the mango jelly or the um, what is it? Is it guava jelly? It's another. Sometimes I go with another jelly, but I can't remember which one it is right now. Ooh, but, that's delicious. Yeah, I love mango anything, so I'm just like Same. mango, please. Yeah. Same mango is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I always get judged because I'm like, yes, I'll have the mango jelly with the mango tea with the mango thing, <laughs> like, <laughs> like no other flavors. But that's what I like. No, it's it's great. Yeah. You know, I'm mm-hmm. mango might be my favorite fruit flavor or fruit in general. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty good. good. Yeah, but this new brown sugar makes me. I kind of really want to try that because. That sounds amazing. Like it just sounds. Have you like had a, a brown sugar tea? I don't think so. <gasps> okay, you gotta. You gotta. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be my other goal for this week. Perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna get my brown sugar tea and play Among Us, and it's gonna be <laughs> epic. <laughs> See that it is channel. This is like full Victoria energy. You know, you do that. I will rewatch Sailor Moon and drink my mango tea with mango jelly and it'll be perfect. Oh my god. I love this. I love this so much. (laughs) You just have like at Victoria Con, we should just have an area of bubble tea and anime and like (gasps) video games. Oh, that'd be so good. That would be amazing. Yes. Perfect. It'd be like our quiet room. It's just like, just go in here and drink bubble tea and, and play video games and, and watch anime. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. Yes. I'm getting more and more excited for this idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of anime, though, do you have any other favorites that you like? Oh, my God. Okay. So. <laughs> Ooh, excited. Um, so my two favorites. Mm, two fa- oh, it's hard to pick favorites. But, okay. Currently, I am watching Jujutsu Kaisen, which is amazing. Um, um, I think my, like, two favorite animes are Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Mob Psycho 100. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have a very special place in my heart for, like, all shoujo anime. (laughs) Like, all of that. It is... It just feels so good, I don't know, to, like, read or watch. 
Um, but yeah, those are those are my current faves. I would say. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I love Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is like a classic, just like mm-hmm. amazing, amazing, amazing. I have not watched Mob Psycho yet, and everyone I tell that to is like, oh, "Go watch it right now." Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, especially because I loved um, One Punch Man. So people are like, "What mm-hmm. are you doing with your life? Go do that now." <laughs> I'll add that to the list for this week, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then um, it's funny because like I always knew I would like shoujo. But I still haven't watched a lot, but um, mm-hmm. I've been fixing that recently, and I watched, um, like, completely blanking out on the name right now, but it's something Peach. Something Peach? Hmm. I might be getting it completely wrong, too. Uh, it's with Peach Girl. Oh, my God. It's called Peach Girl. Peach Girl? Yeah. I gotta look that up. And uh, I watched that one recently, and it was really oh, good. Oh! Yes, yes, this one! Yeah. Yes, this is super good. Um, yeah, and so I've been like on a, a shoujo binge of sorts. Yes. Have like, you yeah. seen um, My Love Story? I haven't. My Love Story. <gasps> That's also very good. Oh my god. Oh, and sorry, now this is just going to go like. No. I'm, I'm just like seeing all, all the shows. <laughs> There's also wow, um, Kiss Him, Not Me. I don't know if it's an Ooh. anime yet. Is it an anime? Yeah, it is. Or is it a manga? I don't know. Um, Kiss Him, Not Me is so good. (laughs) I will look into this. I wrote both of those down. Yeah, because I realized it because I watch K-dramas, and a lot of them are based off of shoujo as well. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I was just like, well, if I love these, I'm probably going to like these anime. Plus, I like Sailor Moon. Yes, yes. True. But though these ones are more like slice of life and less like... um, Right. Yeah, any magical girl uh, stuff. Yeah, I should, have I you mm-hmm. have you seen it? You've seen Madoka Magica, right? Yes. Yes. So the first time I ever saw that, I didn't know it was not just a magical girl anime. <laughs> like I <laughs> thought it was gonna be real happy. So I was like, oh cool. Like the like my friend and I got ice cream. We're like, oh, we're just gonna like sit and like binge watch it. It'll be great, you know, Aww. just have a, like a chill time. And oh my god, we finished like the entire thing in one sitting, but it we it destroyed us. <laughs> it was not a chill time. <laughs> it was not a chill time. <laughs> yeah, I think I went into it knowing that people called it a dark magical girl series, and someone told me there was gonna be a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not see anything coming still somehow. I was still, like, devastated by the end of it. Right? Like, I was yeah. like, there's no way. Spoiler? Question mark? Um, I think you're good. It's been out for a okay. while. Yeah, it's been out for it. a while. Yeah. I was just like, there's no, I mean, I'll still be vague about it, but, like, there's no way characters actually die. Like, there's no way this character is actually dead. I thought right. she was just gonna come back to life in the next episode or something maybe be like oh like you thought but no she was dead i was like oh okay so oh no dying? is that where yeah, yeah. <laughs> right i was like but they're not supposed to die in magical girl animes right i thought this was happy especially when you get introduced to the main character i'm like oh she's so cute and just like happy and you see yeah. her companion is like oh he's adorable and then it's just yeah just nothing nothing was was right it was nice yeah it all went horribly wrong. <laughs> all went horribly wrong, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that show's great, too. That's another thing I've been trying to get into. 
is um because there's a bunch of like magical girl shows and and manga that are like deconstructing the genre or even like just like taking a twist on it um Mm -hmm. another manga i was reading for a bit that i kind of stopped i need to get back to is magical girl spec ops and it's like yeah actually they did make an anime out of it later on um and it's like if magical girls were like a faction of the military that's kind of interesting yeah Oh, this is super cool. Okay, adding it to my list. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Like, I, I read the first few chapters and was, like, really hooked on it. Then I caught up and then fell off. And now I need to catch up again. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah. So oh, good. Oh, cool. But, yeah, I've just been really loving to see, like, the different ways people are interpreting mm-hmm. magical girls and, like, what they can be and, like, what genres they can, like, overlap. And it's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think kind of brings me to my next question. Maybe not. But which Sailor Scout do you think would make a good human or a good imposter? (laughs) I think. I think a good imposter would be Sailor Mercury. Mm -hmm. Or, but just, you know, she's so smart. She's just so smart. But also, you know, could be Sailor Neptune because she's so chill and calm and cool and collected. It's like, there's no way. She's just so yeah. put together. But also maybe that's... Hmm. Anyways, as for who would be a good crewmate, I think... I feel like... No, I don't know. I feel like... So I think... Because who would be a good crewmate? Because I'm trying to think, like, who um, would keep... Oh, Sailor Venus. Ooh, that's a good she would one. Do, yeah. yeah, she would do all the tasks. You know, she she's well... You know, she's generally well-liked. She would probably be able to convince people that it wasn't her. I think so. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. Because even though I think Sailor Moon's good at video games, she's not discreet enough exactly. to be either. <laughs> yeah, she's too clumsy. Yeah, and then I think Sailor Mars is just like loud. At least her anime version is like super loud, and like she's just gonna like get frustrated with something. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And I don't know about Sailor Jupiter, but she might be good at one or the other for a bit. But yeah. yeah I think- I think you I think you'd hit the nail on the head though. I think you got it. Like, <laughs> it makes all the sense. I would love to see Sailor Mercury as an imposter, because I think she would kill it. Right. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That is awesome. Um, and what else do you stand? Like we talked a lot about like anime and like, you know, I guess yeah, and bubble tea, but what else do you like, Dan? Not just not just your nerd self. <laughs> not just my nerd self. Not just my. You mean you, there's more to life than just my hobby? My work being my hobby, and my hobby being my work. Um, it's hard to believe. <laughs> I sometimes I wonder. If there's a world outside of this. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I know, right? Um, I'm trying to think. So I'm not actually like super into like TV shows or movies, even though I know a lot of people are, but I'm very into YouTube. Hmm. Yeah. Like I watch a lot of like commentary channels, a lot of like educational channels, a lot of lifestyle beauty vlogger, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, channels. Um, I'm not sure if that counts as like a, (laughs) it does like a thing. Yeah. I don't know. It just like, I think because, I think because I, my life is so deeply tied, like, my hobbies are so deeply tied to my work that I try to find things that are just completely, like, outside of that. Um, Well, not, like, that, you know, 
lifestyle or beauty is completely outside of games. Um, but that, you know, they're not usually talking about games. So I don't usually have to be like, oh no, accidental gaming content. Um, yeah. And yeah. And also, oh, I guess I like baking. That is one thing I do that I do like to do. Yeah. Cause you just get like, you just, it's, it's like alchemy. You just like, suddenly you had like a pile of flour and now it's a cake. (laughs) That feels kind of scary after we talked about medical alchemist but oh yes well I <laughs> but yes totally agree just don't try to revive anyone with your baking <laughs> skills and you're fine right step one do not try to revive anyone step two yes. grab the flower yes, yes exactly <laughs> very important first step very important. Um, so yeah, so I guess those are like things that I enjoy doing um, or consuming in terms of like content. Uh, yeah, I think I just find I find um, you not YouTuber culture, but influencer. Yeah, influencer culture fascinating. It terrifies me, mm-hmm. uh, but it's fascinating to me. So I like to. Like to kind of, I guess it's also sort of work because like I work in communities and like social media and like marketing and that whole kind of thing. So it's a little bit work related, but also I find I have a lot of interest in like the ways people present themselves online and the way they talk and the kind of content they share. So it's very interesting to me. Yeah. And yeah, I think all of that definitely counts. Um, I realized the one thing, I, I think I can count it as a hobby now. Is I've been like addicted to um van life youtube videos like people who live in their vans and like how they like renovate them and just like they look really cool and they just have like like, rvs and stuff yeah oh yeah i didn't even know that existed but that makes so much sense yeah it just i i fell down a rabbit hole one day and i'm just here now that's where i live (laughs) okay i feel like i need to get into that now yeah so i'll drop some links below and i'll also send you the two i follow who i think are very entertaining Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, they're both really cool. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I just you know I always ask that question, just to you know, really step outside with the nerd stuff, talk about mm-hmm. Beyonce or YouTube or. Oh my God! I <laughs> mean, look, we could also talk about Beyonce. <laughs> we can always talk about Beyonce. <laughs> Absolutely. Where's the next album? No, you know what? I need I need a new album from Rihanna. Like I've been waiting. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yes, and it's sad because like she literally has dropped everything but an album, <laughs> like makeup room, fragrance, <laughs> clothes, <laughs> and like it's all great, like yeah. it's all fantastic. And yes, like you know, define yourself outside of just one thing, and it's mm-hmm. great. But also, <laughs> please, please, I just want one album, <laughs> just, just music. One. <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree on both of them. I I I want I just want more music, you know, just yeah. just more in general. But I will support along the way. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, but back to you, because we also talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any advice for someone who wants to be a community director for amazing game like Among Us or a company like Innersloth? Yeah, I would say that um, when it comes to community work and social media work and all that kind of stuff, the things that I found the most useful was to just um, 
do things and fail terribly at them. <laughs> like that sounds that sounds horrible, but I found like a lot of the time like people get really caught up in like you know waiting until it's the right time or it's the best moment or you know there's always some there's always something in the way of like it's not perfect enough yet um and that goes for like the same thing with like social media campaigns like or community work you see that a lot where it's like oh like I want to do this but it's not perfect yet or it's not the right time um or I don't have the correct um asset that I need to post this thing and I found that a lot of things like you find out what quality means what your voice is what your values are um and what actually works in community management space and community directing whatever it is um when you actually do the things and you figure out what went right and what went wrong and failure is the best way to figure that out because like when you when people succeed there's often a lot of what people call like survivorship bias you kind of like attribute things that didn't actually matter but you're like oh that's why i was successful it's kind of like I don't know, random celebrities saying they're successful, even though like it was a lot of luck and it was a lot of other things involved. Um, so when you fail, it's like, is a clear indication of like steps or a path that went completely wrong. So, you know, that's cut off. So then you can explore different paths. Um, so all that to say is that uh, trying really just trying and doing the thing counts for a lot when it comes to community work. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think that's super important. Just trying, I think, is something we don't give ourselves a lot of credit to do. Or we don't, like, you know, give ourselves the space to kind of, like, try and, like, trial and error. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, just like Sailor Moon had the Sailor Moon says (laughs) phrase at the end of every episode, what would your phrase be? So Sailor Victoria says... My God, this is hard. <laughs> oh, I know. Is that what I'm saying? It's like, oh my God, this is hard. Um, I feel that. I feel like my like, my my um, my thing about failure would be. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it would be. It would be uh, that failure failure means you're playing at your upper limits. So I hope you continue failing a lot more. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's kind of like I actually asked the advice question before this question on purpose because I feel like it gets your brain going. I'm like, all it's right. True. Yeah, it's true. It helps. <laughs> um, And what's next for you? And well, what's next for you? What video game are you playing or are you going to play next? And where can people find you? Uh, the next video game I'm going to play is a mystery. <laughs> Not sure yet. There is there's so many cool games coming out. Um, and I'm cur- I was I am currently playing Pokemon Snap. So love it. Go deal with that. Uh, and yeah, and there's other exciting things on the horizon that I cannot announce yet, unfortunately. But hopefully, it it will be like June is going to be a very busy month, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> So keep a keep an eye out on that. And if you want to, you can find me on Twitter at the VTran. Uh, or I'm also usually masquerading as Among Us Game on Twitter uh, or on TikTok at Among Us. Uh, and yeah, you can find me there and also my website, victoriatran.com, where I write a lot about community management, a lot about my work um, and just cool general advice stuff. Super, super cool. So be sure to check out Victoria at all her 
channels if you want to catch up with all the amazing things she's apparently doing in June. (laughs) I'm super excited to see all that. I'm just going to be like, turn on my notifications. (laughs) Once again, I am Victoria L. Johnson, host of the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. And you can find me at Miss Old School on Twitter and Instagram. That's Old School with a K. And you can find the podcast at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore club on Instagram. And we have merch at Mooney'sClub.com. So if you want some some magical girl-inspired merch, you can you can head over there and get some. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm going to get some. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Mooney'sClub.com. But yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Victoria, for coming on the show. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Bye, Mooney's.